Hey ladies, and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. My friends, and happy October. I am so excited to welcome on Jenny Randall again to the podcast. We kind of have way too much fun. So warning you, lots of laughs in this episode. And Jenny has a new book on God-given dreams, and she spends her time on the podcast today encouraging us to pursue the dreams God has given us. I am so thankful for the way she gives practical tips on how to evaluate whether a dream is truly God-given and whether it should be pursued. So I hope you find her words to be valuable and emboldening. So let's get to it. Welcome to the podcast again, Miss Jenny. How are you doing? Emma, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yes. Why don't you give us a little update on life, what life looks like for you now? Yeah. So I think last time we hung out, I was transitioning from New York to Florida, or maybe Mm. we were considering at the time. So now we live in Northern Florida, um, live in that beach life. Let me tell you, I don't know what, well, we were kept in the snow for a season. Now we are happily putting our feet in the sand. So yeah, I'm very thankful for that. So that's been a big change since the last time we hung out. And, uh, before you hit record, we were just talking, my kids are in fourth grade and third grade. Uh, so we're just, you know, living that school life, prime time, raising the kids, working, doing ministry stuff, as well as writing and speaking. So, you know, survived this, this last two years of COVID and here we are. Yes, seriously. What was that like for your family? Just that whole season? Yeah. um, I mean, we we did not have it as hard as many. Um, Being in Florida, there were a lot of things that were more open and more free than say like uh, New York or California, for example, um, which we both lived in both of those areas. So it was interesting to see the comparisons. Um, Our schooling, we're in school now. So last year they were doing some online and then some in school as well. So we've, we've had, we've been fortunate to, um, kind of weather the storm a little different here in Florida. Yeah, that's nice. (laughs) Are you guys somewhat close to somewhat close to the beach there? Oh, we, we live a mile from the beach. Oh, bless the Lord. Yeah, I know. I know. And one of my favorite things to do, um, our ministry does this every summer. We do 10 days of prayer at the beach. So we get up at sunrise, we go, which is so early. I'm not, I'm becoming a morning person, but we go out there at like six 30 and we pray over different things for 10 days straight. And we watch the beautiful sunrise and I love wow. it so much. Yeah, That's so great. amazing. There's something so special about being there, you know, and being able to just like take in God's creation. I know everybody yeah. has different, you know, different parts of creation that are their favorite, but I'm with yeah. you at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. tell us about some of your new projects. I know you have a new book coming out. So tell us what led you to write it. Yeah. So I have a book coming out called dream come true, and it's helping people to pursue the adventures God has for them. And I wrote it 
Gosh, from a, for a couple of reasons. One, I totally understand what it's like to ignore a dream. Um, I ignored my dream for a decade, which was horrible. And I just don't want other people to go through that. So I wrote this book from that place of like, let's let me hold your hand and let's walk through this together and take action steps and start getting mm-hmm. started. And then I also wrote it from a place of, I saw this uh, unhealthy theology within the, the global church. So when I say that, I mean the Christians, all the Christians within the culture of how we dream with God, um, what that looks like. I, I, I mean, there's extremes on both ends. Um, I thinking of if I have to dream with God, I have to go and I have to do ministry, uh, vocational ministry. And that's mm-hmm. not always what God invites us, how he invites us to dream. I believe that we all yeah. are called to minister. It just looks different and he puts us in different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I see, I saw the other just all these different extremes of like, can I even dream with God? He doesn't, he doesn't want me to like my work or I need to suffer here because he's placed me here. And that can be true and all, but I think I just wanted to start the conversation uh, that I believe God has big things. And I believe God has mundane things that might also seem really boring, but in both places, there's deep significance because he's placed us there. And when we can have, have a healthy theology of what that looks like within our career, within our calling, then we can begin to really impact the world for him. So that's what that book is about. And I'm so excited. I love it. Yes. I think that's so needed. And you were talking about how for like 10 years, you kind of ignored yours and, you know, so what I guess held you back in that time. And then what do you think just holds us back in general from pursuing our dreams? Yeah, I was, I was held back because the, I had this repeating thought in my head of who do I think I am to do that? Who do Mm. I think I am to do that? And it, it literally paralyzed me. Um, I mean, I, I told one person and that person said, why do you think you could do that? It was literally the most innocent question, but I twisted those words into you're so insignificant. You can't do that. You're not equipped, like all these different lies. And so it was just that repeating, who do you think you are to do that? And then I had this literal, like come to Jesus moment where he was like, it it just broke me down. And I don't know if you've ever had a moment where you're just like crying your face off, but he was like, only a few hundred times. Yeah. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Only a few hundred million thousands. Yeah, no, I know, I know. And these moments are so significant when we pay attention, right? Because it's so easy to just like have a come to Jesus moment, just bulldoze through it and then compartmentalize it over there. But so I right. showed up for this one. I showed up, I cried my face off, and I felt like God was like, the bigger question is, who do you think I am? And in that like quick flip of, oh man, this dream isn't about me anyways. It's all about God. And I began to see that I was making it about me. So when I, when I surrendered that dream to him, I began to reframe my mindset and be like, do, do I think God is big enough to do the things he's asking me to do, to provide me with the resources, to put me in place, the places. And like, so when I began thinking like that, it was really a trust issue that I was having. And Mm -hmm. God obviously equipped and empowered me to show up in the places he had for me. But when I turned the focus off of myself, it really freed me in a lot of ways. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, um, whether it's, I don't feel, uh, significant or I'm too young or I'm not smart enough or I'm not talented enough. All these things we tell ourselves just has the potential to paralyze us from moving forward. And, Mm -hmm. and I focused a book on the excuses Moses had when he showed up, you remember that famous burning bush moment 
when God's (laughs) like, Hey, I'm getting your attention. And he shows up for it. And then God's like, Hey, I need you to go free the Israelites. And he's like, okay, well, and then he just makes these (laughs) lists of excuses. He's like in this holy moment with God, like standing on holy ground. And I just love, I just love that he boldly is like, well, (laughs) I'm a nobody. I don't think they're going to believe me. I don't know about this. So Right. But with every excuse, all God did was point Moses back to himself. And I love that because he mm. didn't fluff up his ego. He wasn't like you, like he wasn't like glorifying <laughs> anybody except himself in that moment. And I just think when whatever excuses we make within our dreams or whether they're dormant dreams or things we think are insignificant or things we think are too much, whatever that is as long as we can like put that under the authority of scripture and realize that, okay, God is far, far greater than anything. I think about myself. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that would really help us overcome those obstacles and start showing up for it. Yes. That's such a great perspective to have, to be like, okay, (laughs) usually when there's something going on with us, it's because our relationship with God, something is wrong there. And so to be able to flip the script there, you know, is such yeah. a healthy way to look at it. And yeah. I'm sure it was so impactful for you to flip it. And so I guess kind of with that, you know, we can often be held back. We can often, um, have dreams and think, well, I don't know if this aligns with God or what he wants for me. And so how can we, I guess, approach our dreams and things that we want, like with a healthy theology? Yeah. I think that's a great, that's such a loaded question, right? Like, well, is right. it, is it God's dream for me? And I think that's the thing because yeah. a lot of the times these bigger dreams can feel selfish in a way because mm-hmm. you're, you have to put yourself out there for it. Um, so I think the greatest thing we can do in walking out a healthy theology of dreaming with God is just simply obedience. And in, in regards to knowing how to do what he's asking us to do is that means you have to spend time with him. Like you have to know what his voice sounds like. You have to understand, um, these biblical principles of having a foundation of faith that in order when he says, Hey, I want you to go over here. You you have uh, the, the willingness to be like, okay, God, whatever you want. Um, and I think a lot of the times, honestly, I don't care if God's inviting somebody to to make a million dollars. Like, I don't, I don't think that's unhealthy. The thing that can be unhealthy in that, cause now we're talking about like the American dream, for example, the thing that can be unhealthy in that is the heart that's surrounding it, the heart posture. So whether God's asking you like one extreme or another, the, the main, the main question we have to ask ourselves is, are we being obedient to show up? the way God's inviting us to, and are we, are we stewarding and taking care of the resources he's giving us? He's empowering us with, uh, like if you're having a million dollars, you should be a fairy. We should all be generous people. I'm just going on a rampage now, but (laughs) let me pull back a little bit. We should all be generous, but are you, are you taking care of the things he's given you and positioned you for? So yeah, mm-hmm. obedience is the biggest thing we can do. And I, and I think too, if we look at Moses's example, and I know I'm not saying we're Moses and we're freeing people for like, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but if we pull back and look at his example of how God led him to into that calling, there's really uh, a couple of things that he did, which is he, he invited him to, into this holy place with himself where he felt he heard the call. He, um, there's just, there's just, 
he, I mean, if you look back at the trade, if you trace back Moses's life, we saw his passion that he had this whole time Mm -hmm. for the Israelites. Um, but that calling wasn't there yet. Right. So there's things we can reflect on as we try to figure out if, if this dream is for us, like look back at the history of your life, where you, was this something that was always, you were always passionate about what are the things that are holding you up at night that like, you are just so fired up about, like, Mm -hmm. what are the things you're, um, fighting about on the internet? Like, can you harness that passion in a different way? So I think it's really taking an assessment of your strengths, your skill sets. Um, I had one guy, this is a little rampage, but I had one guy in college be like, I feel called to be a professional baseball player. And I think, oops, I think in the story, I switched it to say basketball player. So I wouldn't rat him out. So we'll go with basketball. It was totally basketball. (laughs) And if you're listening, no, I'm not talking about you. So anyways, he was like, I feel called to be a professional basketball player. And I've never seen this man play basketball in his whole entire life. And I was like, when did you like, do you coach? Do you play? And he's like, oh, I haven't played since third grade. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, let's be, let's be a little rat. Like, let's be smart with our dream. <laughs> like, yeah, but, but no, honey. <laughs> yeah. Like let's reassess your skills and your strengths. So I don't I think, think you changed like, your mindset since third grade. <laughs> it's like show up for it. If you really, and of course God can do the miracle. Like, I don't know, grow you 20 feet. I don't know, but there, there's, <laughs> Like, see what like, there's that practical, logical side of yes. okay, are we dreaming within our skill sets? Mm-hmm. Do I have the ability to do this? And then there's the spiritual component of am I trusting God? Can I be obedient in this? And what does that look like? So I think we mm-hmm. have to hold that tension of uh, thinking about both and then just showing up for it. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of how today the narrative is be who you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do. And it's like, yes, but no, because like, I'm sorry, kid, you probably aren't going to be an astronaut. Like that's a great dream, but you're probably not. And you're probably not going to be a professional football player, but that's a great dream. You know, like there's, there's a balance and, you know, I'm sure as a parent, that's very hard as a teacher. It's very hard. And you want to be like, yeah, absolutely. You can do whatever you want to do, but they're also students out. Are you like, no, no, take it down a notch. Not going to happen. Not going (laughs) to, not on my watch. Like you said with your dude, it's like, if they've still believed since third grade, they can be a professional baseball player. I mean, basketball, basketball player. <laughs> We're not talking about you. <laughs> basketball. Uh-huh. And you haven't really played since third grade, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's a hard uh, one. You know, in yeah. today's day, it's like, you can be whatever you want. Well, let's just, let's go there and blow up this annoying phrase, manifest, just manifest Mm. your destiny. How Mm. about I manifest a punch in your face? Because (laughs) we're not, that is not what at all I'm saying in the context of our conversation here. And I know you know that, (laughs) but let's just like throw, let's just throw up that phrase because it's ridiculous and makes me mad. And, Mm -hmm. And I touched on that a little bit in the book because I'm sorry, I traveled to Africa uh, a couple of years ago. And I was in this village with these people that are in poverty mm. and they, they, 
uh, gosh, there's only so far they can dream within their circumstance, right? They have limited Mm -hmm. resources. Um, but it was amazing to hear how they were dreaming, but they were just learning to trust God in the midst of, and what I loved about getting to meet them was that God had laid dreams on other people's hearts who had more resources and could Mm. build this beautiful village and invite them to be a part of it. So I, it was, I was able to see this cohesiveness of dreaming and equipping and empowering. And because others dreamed, they were afforded more dreams as well. So the, but but all that to say, those people that were in an impoverished community could not manifest their destiny of a million dollars, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So again, like let's stay in in the realm of reality in in which uh, we we decide to dream. And I just think like when people say I'm going to manifest my destiny, it's like well think of those kids there. That's mm-hmm. not that's not fair. That's, that's literally not understanding God and his principles. Mm-hmm. Or, or like the point you said about just like being obedient to what he's given you now, because, mm-hmm. you know, we're not promised tomorrow necessarily. And so like, right. you know, not stepping into it until you feel like, oh, that's far in the future where I'm going to have a million dollars, you know, like right. that's not necessarily promised to us, you know, yeah. so like just being obedient to what he's given you right now. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, that helps you show up for the little stuff, like, because dreams obviously, I mean, a lot of times take time and passion and it's boring to build a website sometimes or to record podcasts or whatever that dream is. Sometimes it takes a tenacity and sometimes within that it's repetitive and can be like, I don't want to, I don't want to keep showing up for school or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so there has to be patience and a tenacity there, but also a consistency of showing up. And I think when you have this long-term this long-term dream, um, it's a good reminder to, to think, okay, well, oftentimes what God does when God is building something, it takes a while Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful in that longevity, but at the same time, every, every day counts. And I'm not pushing us to hustle our little faces off, but there's a time and a place for that hustle. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's also a time and the place for rest and for Sabbath and for taking that time to be with God and say, Hey, am I on the right track? Like, am I, am I trusting you in this? Am I doing what you're inviting me to do? And, um, I think holding both, holding the tension of both is really powerful and beautiful and needed too. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I feel like it goes with my next question for you of just like thinking specifically about my audience, which is mostly ladies in their twenties, like, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking of them and maybe they're sitting here like, yeah, I have this dream and I do feel like it's tangible and not like I'm going to be an astronaut. How like, (laughs) (laughs) I do know an astronaut, by the way, I just want to say, okay, that's amazing. I have a dream for some of you. If you really just do the right, really, I hope you're good at science. I hope you're good at science. (laughs) If not, (laughs) we're shutting it down. Sign up for basketball. You'll be fine. So yeah, the people that have a, a <laughs> realistic dream, a realistic dream, they want to pursue it. What encouragement do you have for them in their realistic dream? 
I've done so many interviews and I've never labeled it realistic dream, but I'm really starting to like the, the phrase of that. So uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, you're like, Emma, Emma's making this like, <laughs> we're not, we're not dreaming big here. Okay. Let's take it down. <laughs> well, I mean, we can have our heads in the clouds and it's a little, it can be ridiculous sometimes. I mean, gosh, if, if only I could sing like Christina Aguilera, like I mm. tried mm. out for that musical in sixth grade. Uh, they were like, you are toned up, Jenny, reel it in. <laughs> and I was like, come on, let me just dance across the stage. But it was the worst. So yes, realistic dreams are a thing we're pushing for everyone in this, in this moment. <laughs> And if you're 20 something and you're, you're, um, thinking about pursuing it, the gosh, in in my book, I actually have this activity and it's about positioning yourself for that dream. Mm -hmm. And if somebody is holding this new dream and they're trying to figure out what to do next, I want to challenge them to just like brain dump, like get a piece of paper, prayerfully consider what are the ways I can position myself for this dream. So, and this is for new dreams. So sometimes for me physically, I wanted to impact the entertainment industry for me to do that. I could not do that in my little house in upstate New York, living with my parents. I had to physically either move to New York city or LA and I chose to move to LA. So there's things you have to do, whether it's a tangible move, whether it's get an education, whether it's this practical stuff, right? Like learn how to build a podcast or, um, take a social media class, whatever that dream is, how can you position yourself for it? Maybe it involves networking and putting yourself out there and taking business classes. So the greatest thing I can challenge people to do is to, um, realize that dreams oftentimes are built slow. And that if you are, when I moved in the entertainment industry, I was not a video editor at my first job. I had to be a receptionist answering phones, like getting people's coffee. You know, you Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to start at the bottom and that is okay. Those are pivotal seasons where you learn uh, your skill, you learn how to grow, you, you learn how to honor other people. It's not always about you. So uh, knowing how to position yourself for that dream and being comfortable in the beginning stages of it, I think are huge, are huge. So for anybody that's actively ha- has a realistic dream, um, position yourself for that thing, take action and to uh, run it by some other people that you trust, yeah. people that can speak wisdom into your life. I-, I think oftentimes, at least for myself, I don't know about you, Emma, but I can get a dream and just bulldoze through it real fast sometimes. And it's not always God's dream. I'll just be, mm-hmm. I just run 700 miles ahead or it's not even the right season for it. Mm-hmm. And God's like reeling in and he'll use other people to call me out on stuff or he'll use other people to encourage me in that thing. So I think uh, dreams are fragile. Again, that one person asked me one simple question, who do you think you are? And it delayed me for 10 years. So mm-hmm. on the other on the other side of things, hold that dream very carefully, but also uh share with it with one person that you trust and mm-hmm. or a pastor or a friend that you know can really help you analyze this thing and position yourself and go after it if it is the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting wise counsel, I feel like is always like a good step in any sort of decision making, especially that, so that you make sure it is somewhat realistic. And if or- your friends, I just imagine your friends listening right now and being like, <laughs> "Mental note: Do not go to Emma <laughs> with my, my dreams, or she's going to say that's a <laughs> dumb idea." <laughs> Which Wait, is so have funny. You, have you done that to a friend? I feel a no. story coming on. No, because, uh, and I'm thinking this is so funny because I'm the friend that is always having these dreams. 
Uh-huh. So I'm being very hypocritical in this moment, not unrealistic, <laughs> but I'm like, I want to start a podcast done. I want to have an Etsy shop done. I have a dream of writing a children's book hasn't happened yet, but like, Ooh. I'm just a dreamer. Like I'm yeah. just always wanting to do the next thing. And people are like, you dream it and you do it. But there might be a day where I'm the one who has the crazy unrealistic dreams. So I should really, I should really humble myself in this moment. <laughs> but I want, but I want that crazy unrealistic dream to happen right. for you. Right. Like become an astronaut. <laughs> yeah. Be it's a professional enough. basketball player. I right? feel real I did have a it. dream last night that I was playing basketball again. Um, <gasps> See, this is our moment. Maybe. Should we announce it here that you're trying out for the 20, 27 Olympics? Da, 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 drum roll, please. I will Ta-da. be playing for the WNBA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't haven't tried out yet, but we're manifesting me. this miracle <laughs> right now, right here. I am six feet tall, so I feel like I'm I'm almost there. Oh, are you really? <laughs> Uh huh. Did the Lord just grow you a few inches? That's amazing. No, See, I really am done. six feet tall. Yes. Game on. <laughs> I feel real good about this. Can you run? Do you enjoy running still or? No, that's, that's, I don't know about that. <laughs> running is hard with such long legs. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know I how know, to do it. I mean, I mean, yeah. I write books all day. So my right. level of movement is minimal. You should get one of those desks that have the, the bike. On oh the yeah. Bottom. My brother had one of those. It worked out real well for him. Nope. Did not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Just sat in the corner collecting dust. Good. Good. As long as you look at it, it's doing something right. Yeah. It's conviction. Osmosis. Yeah. <laughs> conviction. Yes. <laughs> that looks good over there one day. And that's what we do with our dream. Here's this full circle moment. We yes. have these dreams and we look at it often. We're like, that looks mm-hmm. real good. That I'm just going to keep dust. dreaming about it. Let's keep, yeah, let's keep thinking about this basketball professional mm-hmm. for 10 years. And then 20 years later, we're like, oh, the biggest regret of my life. Cause what if, like, seriously, what if? What if we could all be professional astronauts and basketball players and that would be write really that cool. children's book and do that big dream? Right. That you would never know great. if you don't try. And then people call you out and then you're like, okay, let me try this other one over here. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You never know. You never know. That is so true. So we'll <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> you do you, but don't, but okay. <laughs> do let's leave it at this. Do whatever God wants you to do. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how small it is. I just want you to be in the will of God and whatever that looks like, you'll figure it out if you spend time with him and just keep showing up for him. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jenny, what are you (laughs) transition? What are you reading, listening to watching the fun things like share with us what you're, what you're enjoying right now? Yeah. Um, I was on a podcast interview the other day and I shared a new TV show that I loved. And then I watched it the week later and it was the most smutty. Like all of a sudden they were like, let's make this rated X. And I was like, oh Lord have mercy. That's 2021 for you. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not telling you about that show. I could probably make some guesses. (laughs) (laughs) I really love, no. Um, So now, yeah, I'm all thinking about it now. Okay. So 
I've been reading non, no, I've been reading fiction. I write nonfiction. I've been reading fiction, which I always feel like I have to be bettering myself. So I've never like enjoyed fiction because I don't make the time for it, but I started reading mm-hmm. fiction and it's called the manatee did it. And it's a book series. And I know the author, she lives, we live in an Island here in Florida. And I love it because she bases a book series around where we live. So I'll be reading it and I'll be like, I know what that story is. And it's just like so fun. Yeah. So I've been enjoying that. And then recently I got this book called Rooted and it's a 52 week guide to studying the Bible. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it's been helping me um, show up, pay attention, do it, Mm -hmm. read the whole Bible. So that's been fun stuff. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. We'll what smutty shows there. are you watching? Can I throw this back at you? What's your smut? Might be my level of smut mine as well. is mine is Bachelor in Paradise. I oh. highly enjoy Bachelor in Paradise um, more than any of other of the Bachelor franchise shows because it's just the most dramatic and. Like you just put them all on an Island, you know, like yeah. what could go wrong? What could go wrong <laughs> with unlimited alcohol also? <laughs> but it's... the show I was thinking that you were going to say is Bridgerton, which I'm, oh, reading, no. I'm reading the books. Um, but the show is very raunchy and do not recommend. I, I started it and turned it off because it was yeah. like very not appropriate wisdom emma that's wisdom we fast forward <laughs> through and they were like maybe it'll get better but it wasn't that show. 20 it was minutes show. later yeah you know, like, why like, are they still oh. slutting it up <laughs> um hey emma i'm having a flashback of last time we hung out we also talked about the bachelor i feel like you did a freestyle rap that's did what happened it? that's right oh my gosh it's coming back. I am Wait, not doing I, it again. <laughs> I was just going to say, I feel, I have a question for you. I just, <laughs> I really want this to happen. Can you just freestyle wrap out the show about realistic dreams? I just feel like this, <laughs> this is such a moment of glory. I mean, the Lord's getting all the glory in this. I feel like he's going to put a sign. I do heart. have a dream of being a freestyle rap artist. <laughs> See, all our dreams are coming true. And I'm manifesting this miracle right now, but <laughs> I don't know. We need, I'm going to have to go back and find that. That was, that was a good time. That was so funny. <laughs> it was, or impressive. everybody should just go back and find that first episode and check it out for yourself. It was funny. I really want <laughs> realistic rap dreams happening. So if you get mm-hmm. the guts or if any listeners are like, I have a realistic rap, I can dream send out. Yeah. I'll send, send out. you, send you a free sweatshirt. If you send me a, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a book. I will send you dream come true. If you send a uh, limited spot supply, but if you, <laughs> you get hundreds, we're like, Oh gosh. Yeah. What did we sign up for? <laughs> yes. Send us, send us on Instagram or something. Okay. Here's the rules. It has to be about realistically dreaming for God. 30 yes. seconds. Yes. And you can also make fun of not yeah. dreaming realistically. Within yeah. That. And manifest your miracles, you guys. And you must live in the U.S. and be 18 years or older. <laughs> <laughs> and you must also submit $20 million with your rap song. <laughs> As a deposit. So yeah. Security deposit. 
Also give us your social security numbers. Now the last two rules didn't apply. Other rules are great. I like US residents only. I never say that on my giveaways. And then I'm like, oh, you're like, I, wait, I, I have to ship this to Antarctica. China. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I made that mistake the first time too. She like lived in India and I was like, oh crap. Seven million dollars later. <laughs> Seriously, just for a stupid book or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't stupid, but it, the situation was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should not be allowed to to record anymore jimmy we have too much fun it. i think <laughs> <laughs> so tell my listeners lastly what is refreshing you these days what's giving you life okay this is everyone's gonna roll their eyes this is gonna be so dumb but i'm gonna say it i am being refreshed i get up at 5 30 in the morning now oh. can we just thank you I have never, I am the all-nighter. I am the one that is like, oh, I really want to text my friend. It's two in the morning and I just got done writing. Like I am the night owl forever and ever and ever until these last three weeks when I started feeling like I really want to learn how to be a morning person. So I have my little rise and shine club. There's two other girls and oh we text my. every day, except the weekends, every day at 5.30. And we're like, are you awake? And then we're like, yeah, we just drag out of bed. And we just do our own thing. We study the Bible. We read whatever we want to do for a half hour. And then we just live our lives. And it's the best way to start my day. I cannot do it without those girls being like, get out of bed. Like, I still need that. But it's literally changed changed my game. That's amazing. It's I have horrible. to get up at that okay. time unwillingly. But for you <gasps> for to work? do that. Yeah. What time do you have to be in? by 7 20 like kids Ugh. come to my room at 7 20 in the morning oh yeah that's how our kids go to school that early too and yeah oh, you but poor for teachers. like me to get there and like get ready at any time earlier than they come in going let's cook hello good morning <laughs> hello it's cookie yeah so Aww. early mm-hmm. wait now, what's your I, last name my last name is cook do they call you cookie? Mm-hmm. That's the cutest thing. Oh my gosh. I love <laughs> that you're a teacher and I love that you're impacting young minds and, I and 20 somethings. I'm so excited about your life right now. Yeah. Thank you. And I you're going to write a little pump up. You're going to write a children's book about right. basketball players and astronauts. I feel it coming <laughs> on. What if your children's book was called? Manifest have, your destiny. Have a realistic dream. It was just like <laughs> the most buzzkill. Can you, can you imagine like a kindergarten teacher pulling up? This book is by Emma Cook. Don't dream too big. (laughs) You think you want to be an astronaut. You think you want to be an artist. You think you want to be a professional basketball player, but you can't. (laughs) You're the worst. Keep dreaming though, but only a little. How about instead you can be... (laughs) a financial uh, analyst <laughs> or a truck driver <laughs> or a <laughs> let's think of some realistic dreams <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so sad so sad I'm gonna get some hate now <laughs> I can't stop laughing if my kids brought that book up <laughs> 
don't know what I would do. Oh. I think it'd just be fun, more funny than anything, right? Like oh. kids would actually crying. think. <laughs> would actually think it was real though that's why I couldn't do it (laughs) wait are you the logical thinker of your group of friends or is this just right now in this moment you're just feeling sassy like what's happening no it's it's all for comedy that's (laughs) (laughs) it's all for the laughs everything I say and do (laughs) I just imagine you like eoring the moment like well I don't know about that guy. Let's go out to dinner. Well, well, logistic. <laughs> My body's not ready for that pizza. I don't know, guys. <laughs> All right. Anyways, <laughs> write that book. I can't wait to get it. Thank you. Yep. I know you'll be my first. You can write the um I'll endorse it. Yeah. What's the thing in the beginning where you know oh the forward? Yeah. Kids books still have forwards. Those four <laughs> oh, be longer true. than the whole book. That's so yeah. <laughs> a little note. <laughs> I support a quote, a quote on the back. That's, yeah, yeah, I'll do that for you. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> and thank M- you Ms. for Cookie coming. Really did a great book, <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> and it really inspires young kids of today. <laughs> Dream thank on. You. <laughs> thank you for coming on today, Jenny. We Thanks have too much me. fun, so I'm sure we're never going to be allowed to do this ever again. So yeah. this is goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye and farewell. Send us those wraps. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Ladies, I pray that the Holy Spirit would embolden you to pursue your God-given and realistic dreams. I'm so thankful to Jenny for just spending some time with us and sharing the wisdom that she's gained in this area. So have an awesome week and stay fresh, my people.